Greetings, loved ones. Let's take a journey. Welcome back to the Sad Girls Podcast. You are actually listening to our new special sub-series called Who Asked You? Where we discuss our previous topics one-on-one with our peers, friends, enemies, honestly, whoever. Our first guest on our wonderful bonus series is a friend of mine introducing the wonderful indescribable through aka the falcon oh boy here i go killing again can i can i go get my mark real quick so how are the cicadas (laughs) the cicadas they're actually not i mean they're everywhere well, okay, I was mowing my lawn yesterday morning, and it was really gross because all their, like, carcasses are in the grass, and then, um, like, all the alive ones don't move when you're mowing the lawn, and uh, so I just feel like I was covered in cicada dust. Obviously, I immediately fun. showered, but <laughs> but I went to Fairfield for an appointment, and they oh, are screaming. They are screaming. Oh, my God. Every time I get off the Oak, I work in Oakley, and... uh Every time I go to get off the exit, like I literally just kill 15 with my car with my windshield. (laughs) They just like chill there. And I'm like, yes, I went to Meyer. Like I was like, dang, they're everywhere. Did you see my natural light internship? So I was going to ask, are you an influencer now? (laughs) No. So that was for like a desk job, like a marketing job. Oh, really? uh, Yeah. It paid like $40 an hour. Like it was and uh i i got to the final it was between me and someone else and then i didn't get it so no that's yeah. so cool i thought so, that video was hilarious thank you yeah i definitely had the funniest video but i guess after you get in so they they pick the top 10 videos and then you got a chance and then it was just business from there so they okay. they checked your resume and then you had to like f- submit this application with some other paperwork and then they chose like three or four people to be interviewed and then they started the interview process so that was like a couple weeks ago and then they let me know last wednesday that it wasn't they were choosing somebody else damn but they're apparently sending me a ton of free natty shit so i I guess that's kind of cool that's nice yeah was the job would have been in cincy or was it remote no it was remote it was remote like marketing like making memes and like analytical i'm business analytics so Okay, because weren't like, you weren't you engineering at Dayton, or am I making that? Yeah, up? yeah, mechanical okay. engineering. So business. So analytics, now you're business no. marketing. Okay. No, I'm I'm business analytics. Analytics. Yeah. So essentially, taking every single engineering math class still. Oh well, that's sweet. I'm so bad at that stuff. So that's so they. Cool. That's kind of the reason why I didn't get it. Was I? They were like, oh, we we went someone who had more marketing experience. Yeah. And I was like, damn. But, but still, like you're having, like you have like the analytics was, portion, which yeah. is so incredibly important, and yeah. you're showing that you're creative. But whatever, it happens. <laughs> um, what are you? How much time do you have left at UC? Uh, I graduate this year. Oh, cool! Early congratulations, Drew. Yeah. Are you staying in Cincinnati? I want to. I like Cincinnati. I do too. I didn't think I wanted to stay here, but like. I mean, living in the suburbs is a lot different than like living yeah. in like, Oakley or downtown and going out. So yeah, 
I don't know. I would. I kind of like Clifton a lot. I mean, besides the, you know, some dude got carjacked and shot in the face last week. <laughs> like the yeah like we're like hey let's go to mio's then they're like we'll like get a text like five minutes later from the campus they're like don't go to mio's and i'm like okay okay oh my god i yeah that is scary um i wasn't even allowed to apply to uc to go to college wow sounds like you had some strict parents i mean no i didn't at all but i also was a very goody two-shoe there was nothing yeah you were i was you didn't even know me drew so yeah we just followed each other on twitter we did. We're we knew each other. <laughs> I think we knew each other. Okay, you can, this could be a good one. What do you think about, uh, like, so it seems like every, not small business, but every corporation in uh, June is just like, yeah, we're so gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I, I saw uh, there was like a meme of Mr. Krabs. And it was like being interviewed. They're like, they're like, he was like, hi, I like money. And it was just him carrying, it was just him in a LGBTQ shirt. And I was like, that's kind of true. Like, it is. But- I mean, I am not gay at all. So I, I mean, I feel like my opinion, I don't know, but I mean, I think it's all stupid because it's obviously a money grab. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah, they don't actually care. It's just all. Uh, a money grab and then also i mean this is completely irrelevant but i've been watching like um or i've been reading a lot about how like celebrities will create like lines and it's just so much like product waste yeah i'm like how wasteful is it to make all this like stupid like rainbow stuff that a lot of people like critique and think is like ugly (laughs) and it's just for to make money like it's so stupid there's other ways to support without like make like doing that yeah so I'm drinking a Marg right now. Why are you drinking a Marg at 1 p.m.? I mean, no judgment. Well, that's, you know, it's a, that sounded pretty judgy. I will no, it didn't. But also, I forgot that you're like in college still. Yeah, and... I love college. At... Okay. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> I just like am not a big drinker. So I'm like, why would I just drink a margarita at well, like, if I'm not, are you going to get like super drunk and fucked up? No. <laughs> I just wanted to have a Marg. I didn't really drink much this weekend. That was a lie. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, we're somebody's having like a, a darty today. So I was just kind of oh, pre-gaming okay. for that. Let's get into some Catholic school. Let's shit. get in. Yes. <laughs> okay. So them. here's like a super fucked up story. Okay. Um, so we got this priest. I can't remember his name. But he's on the local news. There was this fucking asshole priest at Mother Teresa where I went to grade school. This dude was a fucking cocksucker. Okay, I shouldn't have said that, but this dude sucked. He was terrible. And uh, he was just an asshole. Like, he would yell at kids, like, during mass. And I was just, you know, he was also at St. Max at the time. And, uh... I would, you know, just be running around at like, you know, the fish fries. You had those, right? At your, where'd you oh, go? Yeah. They were like a yeah. hot spot. Yeah. So that, and I was just running around like 90 other kids were, you know, with their parents there and shit. And uh, he grabs me and he goes, what, are, like, he's like, starts yelling at me for running around. I'm like, granted, I'm not like in the middle of the fish fry. I'm in the gymnasium, like fucking around 
being a nine-year-old, you know, and he tells me about how if I get hurt, my parents can like sue the church. I was like, dude, I'm nine. Like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, chill the fuck out. And there were so many of my friends that left St. Max and came to St. John's where I went to where I went to church because he was an asshole. He told a uh, he told a seven year old that uh, he was going to go to hell because he was a bad kid. Like this dude was the biggest cocksucker of all time. He sucked. Like, okay. And I was like, I fucking hate this dude so much. He is the biggest asshole I've ever met. And and then I was like, my parents were like, yeah, we're never going to St. Max again because of him. So many people started leaving. I think eventually he stopped doing Mother Teresa mass, but like pretty much he sucked. And uh, one of my dad's friends who I, I, you know, I won't say their name and, you know, I'll I'll just not say anything, but he, uh, a family friend of ours, they got married, uh, one of their children by him was the he was the priest at the wedding and they he would like hang out with the family all the time and they would talk about how much of a nice guy he was and everyone's like dude that guy fucking sucks like and then you know this this trial comes out and you, you know what I, I i am one to to not like say oh you know the facts i like let's wait for the facts to come out but this dude is on five it's like I don't know for sure, but it's over. It's like one to three million dollar bond. So, like your because he's been in in you know waiting trial for it's over a damn near over a year, probably a year and a half now. And I don't think it starts until the end of this year. So, I mean, you're not on five million, three million dollar bond if you didn't do anything. You know, it just looks really bad. So they got him on something. You know, that's what I'm saying. No, yeah, that is, I mean, it's so messed up. And so what we've been talking about, how it's, like, so funny, these, like, figures of power in the church, you know, are so judgmental and harsh and whatever, but, (laughs) like, look at their own life. And so, I mean, so how long was he, like, your pastor for? I want to say, so he did my, uh, he was at my grade school, we did uh, mass like every other thursday or it was every thursday i can't remember and he was they tried to bring in other dudes which i kind of liked to you know mix it up and stuff and uh it was literally and they did that he was kind of doing it but then he, he did like everyone for at least like two or three years and i was like dude this is so fucking boring like it's already mass and i'm a fucking 12 year old kid with add trying to pay attention during mass so I was just like, yeah, this sucks. So I would say like two to three years, probably. So did you longer. like? Did you like respect what he said? I mean, did you listen? No, to him it at made all? it made me like not want to listen to him at all because he was such an asshole that I was like, you know, that's weird to think like, damn, this priest is an asshole. Like, I don't want to listen to anything he says. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like it's just it's just funny because it's like you know you're supposed to like listen to what they say and they're supposed yeah. to. Like, telling you stories from the Bible and like teaching you how to be a better person, but like you're all these kids and you don't want to listen to them. And I doubt you're the only one who felt that way. Yeah, Um, He literally, like I said, he told a kid he was going to go to hell when he was like, like when do you get your first communion? You're like seven or eight probably. Yeah. Like he told a kid, no, you can't get your first communion at St. Max because uh, you're going to hell and like you're a bad kid. And he was just like a kid with really bad ADD, you know? And it's just like, 
Uh, no, man. I think what you do to little boys is going to fucking put you in hell, man. <laughs> so he was, yeah. Like he is going to go to a fen- federal pound me in the ass prison for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's and not going to last, but you know. No, they don't treat Fuck pedophiles him. well oh, in prison. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, badass. another thing that's, that's fucked up about, you know, a lot of, a lot of places in the church got in trouble with this, but I think it was in the nineties, Archbishop Polarchik fuck him too uh so that was kind of when like a bunch of accusations of like almost like pedophilia rings from you know different priests were coming out about like within the cincinnati area and basically all this dude did was if they went and like were essentially you know pedophilia priests he would just move them around instead of actually addressing the problem and you know filing suit and he would just move them around to other churches and they would just do the same exact thing. And then someone would bring it up and they move them to another church and it just kept happening. So he was an asshole. And a uh, funny story when, so I was probably like eight or nine and he came to my school for this like end of the year meeting. Like it was this huge, uh, like just assembly. And he came in and they were like, all right, everyone, they're we just got this new branch of the school built on and we're, we're getting like a new playground and uh, our principal comes out. And she was like, so we're naming thanks to Archbishop Polarczyk. That's the guy who moved pedophiles around and uh, we're naming the, uh, the new playground, the Archbishop, <laughs> Archbishop Polarczyk playground facility. <laughs> and you just hear in the, you just hear moans in the background. It gets, <laughs> it gets dead silent and like, parents were like yelling shit at the end they were like i i don't even want to repeat what they were saying but it was essentially like okay that sounds so wrong the archbishop Polarchic playground like after what he did you know so i think they they literally put concrete they cemented it into the ground the sign it lasted like maybe six days and then i just see they just they had to like hire a team to pull it out like oh my so, gosh yeah no, he was he was also an asshole. So that's I think that's the fucked up part about, you know, these things that happen, like not even Cincinnati area, just it happens a lot, you know? It's like people mm-hmm. are aware of these priests and they just move them around and don't address the fucking problem. Exactly. And then these priests have the audacity, like you said, to tell little kids, little kids, they're going to go to hell. And like hearing mm-hmm. that as a child, like really messes. Oh, yeah. You. Um, and you legitimately think that. Yeah. And that is so incredibly wrong when they're doing an infinitely. That's, that's not even like hard. a crime. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's very I have a lot of issues with like how these uh, people in power and the church, you know, are so judgmental yeah. how people live their lives, but have no like um, remorse or yeah uh, regard for their own actions. So yeah, no, I mean it's I I don't really go to church. I don't know. Do you go to church anymore? I don't. I do not consider myself Catholic. Yeah, I mean, like I would say I'm raised Catholic, but I don't know. There, I think you could be honestly be a lot better spiritually religiously by just not going to church honestly my yeah yeah, i just like everyone i've encountered not everyone that's a i'm not generalizing but like i would say majority of my experience in the catholic church has been negative and i feel like a lot of the people are like materialistic judgmental assholes Mm -hmm. 
And my thing is like, if heaven is full of these judgmental assholes, like I'd rather go to hell with all my friends. Like, damn. Okay, that was <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So tell me yeah. more about your experience. <laughs> all righty. Um, no, but it's just funny because it's like, dudes, like they're like consider themselves a better person as if going to church makes you a better like if you go to church you can go to church i know people there was a kid in my grade school his parents and him went to church saturday and sunday like they went twice a week i'm like dude holy shit fuck that and that almost made him like he became he's like i can't wait till i turn 18 i'm never going to church again because i hate it so much you know Mm -hmm. Uh, and you resent it more yeah and uh it is so I turned off the AC in my my room. I so I I moved to the old side of my house has 54 people as like it holds like 50 people. So uh I live in a frat house. It's pretty cool. You know? I thought you were talking about your family home and I was no. like holy shit. Yeah, 50 bedrooms. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I, was like, I was like I had no idea you um that's pretty awesome. But um yeah. All right, so there was great fucking story. Okay. So, like I said, I've probably mentioned it seven fucking times in the podcast. I have extremely bad attention deficit disorder. Like, was so, like, hyper as a kid and shit. Not not too bad, but it was like I just couldn't pay attention. But when I took my ADD medicine, like, I got diagnosed when I was, like, six or seven. Like, it was really young, like, really young age, very, like, aware that I had it. And uh, so I started taking Concerta, like seven or eight maybe and then uh like one time in eighth grade i forgot to take it and uh it was just a fun ass day because it's i i always made the analogy it's like like when you when you took the medicine it was like it's like keeping an animal in a cage you know Mm -hmm. and like like if i wouldn't take it it'd be like cool the animal gets out of the cage he's (laughs) he's just gonna chill but if you keep the animal in a cage for three months and then you let him out he's gonna go crazy so that day we had graduation pictures and uh i kicked a water fountain got a detention and then uh early <laughs> before that i uh oh no wait that was a separate day never mind never mind so one day uh eighth grade graduation pictures all the boys are changing for like you know putting on whatever fake suits and shit like that and uh, someone like this is like before smartphones. That's how old we are. And uh, like someone had like the LG Envy. They flip it out and they were just playing like a song. And like I just you know stripped down to my undies and just start air humping. <laughs> and um, like it's in like a changing room. Like, but I literally I'm just air humping. And then I look over and someone had opened the door and the eighth grade teacher, his name was Mr. C. He was a fucking asshole. He looks over and he's just dead staring me. We make eye contact as I'm air humping. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just get a note from him like uh, the next class. It says, meet me in my office. And I go into his room. He goes, you know why I called you in here? I was like, I think I have some sort of idea. And, uh, He goes, all right, Drew, here's what we're going to do. We can either sit down with me, Sister Rain, and your mother and yourself, and you can explain to them what you were doing. Or you can take a detention with nothing on it right now. And I was like, fuck this. Give me the detention. And then I was thinking, like, 
a week later, like, dude, I should have done, I should have taken the, uh, the meeting because that would have been so fucking funny. Cause like I was graduating, like I was leaving to go to Moeller in like a month. Like, I don't know what they're going to do to me, you know? Uh, yeah. I, uh, that would have been the funniest thing to go. Granted, my principal's a sister. Like, she's a nun. Having a 70-year-old nun, my mom and this asshole teacher, I'll be like, so, Drew, what'd you do? I'd be like, oh, I was air humping because I didn't take my ADD medicine <laughs> to, uh, we like to party or some shit. And that just would have been the greatest meeting of all time. So, I wish I would have taken it, but unfortunately, I did not. So <laughs> That's incredible. Um, I got a sex ed story too. Yes, I was literally just going to ask that because I feel like that stuff is like prime, like golden, gold. It's so good, absolute gold. Okay, I won't listen to this shit. So (laughs) it's uh, first sex ed. You know what? Boys are psyched. They are just absolutely livid. They are just in it for the fucking count. And uh, we know we can't wait because we're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sex ed. Yeah, we get to hear the word penis. Oh, my God. Wait, what what grade did it start at your school? I want to say sixth grade. And uh, we're like, oh, my God, what are ovaries? You know, shit like that. (laughs) And uh, we get we get this like little book and we're like, holy shit. Like, look, boobs. Like, oh, man. that I mean, it was like a sketch drawing, but, you know. I think that was more of a culture shock to like people 10 years earlier, but we had, you know, the eye touches, you know, we'd already been on Pornhub and shit. So, you know, we start doing the class. We're like, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just like a normal thing. We had like our vice prince. No, I forget who like moderated it, but they, they split up the boys and girls, obviously. And, uh, you know, they start talk cause it was like Catholic too, but, uh, you know, you, you, they let the kids read the paragraphs and this one kid, let's say his name was Jimmy. So Jimmy was like, Oh, he was like reading ahead. And it says the, one of the paragraphs start out with the male. It starts off with the male fertile penis. And, uh, he sees it and he was like, I want to read, I want to read. And then he was like, he's like, okay, Jimmy, now it's your turn to read. And then he's like, <laughs> the male and he just starts freaking out and he goes the the male fertile papa papa pa, pa, penis and uh and he <laughs> said penis and everyone just starts dying laughing and then they're like hey kids there's nothing fucking funny about that shit and they're like all right now whatever and then sex ed you know nothing really happened for the rest of the class you know it's like a 30 minute class some bullshit but and did I, you guys get like actually taught what sex was? Because we didn't. Well, I, the girls. Yeah, did. I don't know no, it was. It, it said the the males. It said the male fertile penis. Uh, you know something something, uh, a vagina, and then, yeah, I think that was it. It's like, but it's in God's creation, and you know that shit. Were you taught chastity then? Because we were taught yes, how the egg yes. gets fertilized, not about sex, and then it was just chastity all through from like since yeah, no, it was literally school. like you could ask questions about chastity. I would just kind of, I kind of, okay, I was a dick. I fucked around way too much in that class. I, I just tried to make everyone laugh. So I would write things like, like you could ask anonymous questions, and I was, I'd be like, 
oh, it was such an asshole move. But I'd be like, as a seventh grader, I'd write on like the note card, like, like they changed it into sex ed week in seventh and eighth grade. So it was in a whole week of just funny ass shit. And uh, it was awesome. We actually got recess because we didn't get re- recess at my grade school. Um, and we actually got recess that week. It was awesome. But I would write on like note cards. I'd be like, is it against God's will to have a dildo? <laughs> would they read that out loud? They would read it out loud. And then she'd be like, it is against God's will. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. But then she'd be like, but we also, she's like, I also work at an abortion clinic. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of contradicting. Like, you're telling me what to do. But technically, I was just like, all right, this is, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I just tried to make everyone laugh. But um, so anyway, back to this. Fuck, Jimmy, Jimmy, that's the name. That's the name we gave him, Jimmy. So back to this story. So we're uh we're like fucking around with them we aren't like bullying like we're just like fucking with them we're like hey jimmy do you have a pa penis and he was like haha funny guys like haha that's a good one and uh and then we're like yeah didn't think anything of it just you know then we go inside and he literally comes in crying with the principal the vice principal and three teachers and we get in so much trouble. Like, it was like, they're like, obviously you guys aren't mature enough for this. We're like, dude, are you fucking serious? Did you just go snitch? Like, Imagine, like, being an adult and realizing that you got all the boys in your class in trouble because you said penis. Penis, yeah. <laughs> you had a, because he had a male fertile penis. <laughs> like, that was so embarrassing. <laughs> great dramatic. Absolutely great story. <laughs> great story i'm drinking a marg right now um i keep up on all the porn uh you know news uh gangfuck.com you know oh yeah i actually do well, watch gangfuck.com so yeah um, it's, that's one of my favorite really, i i know i i enjoy uh there's one that so at the frat house we always watch porn together just as a joke um <laughs> But we we try to watch like we don't want to take it serious. We want to watch like the acting ones, and then just because they're hilarious. So there's this one called like uh, there's a theme song to every one. It's called uh, My Family's Pies, <laughs> and it has like a theme song and a music video, and it starts and it's just like the worst acting. And like we were watching one the other day, and it's like twenty dudes in a room on a fifty eight inch TV, you know. <laughs> and uh and uh like there were three girls and one guy and the and they start off acting and they're like they're like step cousin and i was like what <laughs> they're like wait what are you doing step aunt but step and then it's like okay and then like you would check the comments and then it's like and then the step brother comes in you're like what the fuck like what are you like, doing step bro yeah step bro what are you doing and it's just like someone made like wrote a five paragraph essay and the first comment the most liked it was like all right here's the only scenario in which one of them is not related and he gave like 15 different scenarios he's like 14 of these don't make sense this is the only one if the ex-sister is twice removed and then adopted by the other family then they're not related i was like all right 
<laughs> Pornhub comments, they, uh, you know, you can get some homework help on there. You can... <laughs> I actually follow on Reddit. It's like Pornhub comments and people like they really post true. the funny comments they see. How often do you think like priests and nun watch porn? I mean, they have to. Dude, there's no way. It's so like readily available. No, there's definitely like a double standard. Like, okay, the first time I watched porn, I uh, I actually cried <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, dude, I'm going to hell. So funny story is, uh, I discovered porn before, you know, the other thing. So I thought you just watched it. So I watched porn for seven and a half hours without doing anything, <laughs> and. Uh, like it was like five a.m. I'm still going. I was like, "Dude, what am I doing?" And so then I cried. Did you and think cried. there was like no sex? It was just watching porn. Yeah. Oh, you meant the other. Th- I'm sorry. Yeah. To yeah. What you were saying. I yeah. So I just <laughs> I just watched porn because I watched porn. Oh my god, that is so funny. What about like high school and sex ed? Like, because we had the same oh, like guy yeah. come and give us our chastity talk, and we would have to fill out this like I can't remember if it was anonymous or not, but we basically had to fill out like a survey, like what we had done, like sexually and like drinking. Oh, I mean the the UA the the one thing you had the like one two three four. It was like exploring above the waist, exploring yeah. below the waist sex <laughs> our uh, postponing sexual involvement scale yeah yes, that was so hilarious. i just like at a boys school were they all in your face like that like no so we didn't like? even really we didn't really have it actually so freshman year we had nothing my sophomore year nothing wasn't until i was a junior and then we didn't have anything senior year so junior year was it a chastity talk or was it just a it was i mean our my my uh my religion teacher was he was a so he was a pretty good dude, actually. He was just super Catholic. Like he was kind of like I was saying, he was a good dude, like he was in a band, like but uh or no way that I'm trying to think. No, yeah, junior year. He uh he was a good dude, he was just super Catholic, like followed everything to the T. Like he was like, Oh, I love South Park until they made fun of the Catholics. I'm like, that's the point of South Park is they make fun of every single person. Yeah. Like, like that you can't get pissed off when Oh, it's funny when it comes, but then when it comes around to me, oh, now it's not funny. Now it's statements. And I was like, okay, that's bullshit, but whatever. So it was like hypocritical shit like that. But he he was pretty smart. So he had like, he could deeply explain like issues and it like kind of made sense. So I actually enjoyed his class, but uh, not saying like I believed everything he said. It was just like, uh, he talked for like a week of like about chastity and shit about like you know waiting till marriage it actually like a lot of it made sense he actually wasn't like too in your face about it like i said he was a really smart guy which i kind of preferred over having someone from like a a youth like a seminar like i don't like that when they just come in they don't know you and shit so like he was a smart guy i actually kind of enjoyed it you know so he wasn't really like a dick about it he kind of just states it you know yeah that is so interesting because, like, yeah, like, we had the PSI scale. We definitely had the chastity talks, I believe, freshman and sophomore year. And it was just so, like, in your business and, like, teaching yeah. people to, like, judge people. 
like that. So it's just interesting, how, like the difference between an all girls school and an all boys school. Yeah, and how yeah. they handle it. Yeah, I, I mean, also like I'm, I know Ursuline was super. I, I haven't really met many people that enjoyed the Ursuline staff. I there was a lot of teachers I really liked, but there was a lot that I didn't and the ones that I didn't I didn't like because I felt like I have a lot of beef with like adults who are on like a power trip and and just like putting too much pressure on the students and have unattainable standards yeah see that's why I actually knew like I won't say your name but one of my I know you know her but she she left Ursuline because she was like a perfectionist and it was like essentially she was just like eating herself alive trying to be and then she left because she couldn't you know it was that rigorous i suppose at a young age which i just don't think that creates like a balanced person you know like what's cool about bowler and i'm not like trying to like like i mean i fucking loved high school i'm not trying to sound like damn i peaked in high school like oh no yeah like i just know so many dudes that i loved and like you know the staff is awesome there, and uh, it it they, it really does like reign true, like the brotherhood and stuff like that. But like, if you just went to school at Moeller, like if you didn't get involved in anything, then you know you probably fucking hated it because you're not well rounded, well rounded in the fact that like I played three sports. Uh, you know, I did a lot of like uh, different after school activities, like clubs. I was in men's chorus. Um, you know, and then I did, you know, community service and such. So, but I think if you like at Ursuline, like I felt like they didn't really stress that. I feel like it was so many people that just went to school there and that was like enough because it was that hard. I'm like, that's so stupid. Like, so literally exactly what you're saying, except like all of those extra correct extracurricular activities were such a pressure to do and then it was like the stuff i was involved in it it became unenjoyable because it was like oh i have so much homework i have to go home and get done and so it was so hard to find a balance and enjoy stuff and like yeah i think like like i i was so done with did you just light something (laughs) no i i had a bunch of change sitting next to me and it like was annoying me so i just started organizing it it sounded like you just lit a cigarette But it, it, so it's just like interesting. Like, just because you enjoyed high school, nice. Doesn't, was that supposed to be you snorting cocaine? No, it was supposed to be me smoking a cigarette. What the fuck? (laughs) Well, it sounded like you were snorting. Anyway, like, it is supposed to be like an enjoyable experience. That doesn't mean like you think you peaked in high school, but it's like I was so burnt out by the time I got to college of and it's just interesting that and like you're right everyone who went to Mueller like has most people have like nothing but good things to say yeah. and, um I do have some good experiences for the most part it's just a lot of pressure and so yeah that's why is it that way like is it like a guy school versus a girl school or just the way our school was set I up I think it was just the way your school was set up because my sister went to SUA and like I I hate when it's like, oh, your school is harder than my. Like, it's just different, you know. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't know if SUA was harder than UA. No clue. But I mean, she didn't. She took like normal classes, and she didn't really seem to have a problem. She was able to do. She didn't do a ton of stuff, but she. Ran, I think she ran cross country, and she played lacrosse. 
Um, she didn't really get involved with like any leadership or anything like that. But um, like, I, w- I think it's just the way your school set up because like, I mean, MND is like the molar, like, you know, like mm-hmm. I felt like that. Like I hated when people said Moeller was easy. It what what people the people that said Moeller was easy, like they took the easiest class. They took I had a buddy who literally had I don't know how he did this, but he had two study halls his last <laughs> semester. And I'm just what? fucking grinding it out. I was like, dude, what the fuck is a like he was in CP two everything. Like the difference between CP two chemistry and CP one was like one of my buddies in CP one, he got a D plus, but he almost bombed like first two quarters he went to he went to and it was like like cp1 chemistry that's what i was in it was like the standard one like studying all the time i i think i got like i did really bad the first semester i got a c plus or something and then i started you know get the hang of it junior year was a bitch at moeller but uh it was just like a big drop off like my buddy was studying all the time like did not do well he goes to cp2 chemistry and he said this is a fucking joke like he never studied and he got an 100 on every single exam like it was so fucking bad like so you'd have kids who would take those classes and they just take cp2 everything like dude you did not have to try at all but if you wanted to say like some of the honors classes like Dude, like, unless you had like a hundred and like a certified genius IQ, like, you were gonna fucking get a C minus in the class. Like, there were some hard ass classes there, like, with just genius, like, we had professors from NASA and shit like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, like, people were like, oh, Moeller's such a joke academically. It's like, dude, like I said, if you wanted to make it easy, you could, you know, like I said, I, I had a buddy who took all CP2 everything and somehow had two study halls yeah the senior year like i'm like damn dude so it's kind of up to you like what experience you wanted to have which is fine like yeah. not everyone has to be like excelling at school constantly yeah um any any significant ex- stories experiences in high school that are just like unique to your environment um should i tell about the time i pissed my pants I mean, that's that's your fault. <laughs> um, trying to think of like another. That's just like a cool story. I did talk about it on I blocked my girlfriend podcast, but uh, the the now failed I blocked my girlfriend podcast, but uh, starring <laughs> me. One episode. We did. We did. We had one episode. <laughs> me and the me and the boys are trying to come up with one. It's called like the million. I don't know. It's like this one kid who wants to do one, but I have the microphone, so it's so you're motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, I'm trying to think of like another good high school story. I'll talk about like kind of serious. Like, I was a pretty devout Catholic, honestly. Like, like I really? I understood. Oh yeah, I went every single week, and like I listened, you know, shit like that. Um. It wasn't until I got to UD where I was like, dude, this is some bullshit. Like, why the fuck am I even going to this school? Like, it was kind of just like, I never really liked UD. Like, I just didn't. Oh, you didn't? No, I was not really a fan at all. I, I should have just gone to UC. Um, it was like one of those where I knew I was going to Dayton since I was like seven. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom went to grad school there. Like, all of her, her friends like went and uh, like... 
it was one of those where like I visited all the time. I went to basketball games, knew the campus, and I was like, I can't go, and like was just so fucking disappointed when I got there. Like it was a combination of I just didn't like the campus. I didn't like how small it was. And then I didn't I mean I made the mistake of like not doing I think because it was small, I didn't really get involved in anything. Mm-hmm. And then like that happening, I was like, well, fuck that. I'm not going to church. Like, and I literally, it's crazy because I was an engineer and like one of the worst classes I did my freshman year, I got a D in religion. Like, isn't that <laughs> fucked up? Because I like the the fucking. I thought the it's crazy because you know usually you have these the religion teachers are like pretty conservative guys. And, uh, and then I get this one and he was like, so far left, like that. It was like, he was just sitting there and he starts crying. He's like, I cried when Obama got elected. And I was like, what the fuck is this class? Like, (laughs) what the fuck is this bullshit? And, uh, which like, I don't care, but if like, he was like the dude that was like shoving it down your throat. And I was like, this is fucking religion class. Not like if it was Paula, like poli sci class, I'd be like, all right, whatever. But he, he treated it as if it was a poli sci class. And like you had to write papers and I would always write it and be like, you'd be like, write about how this is fucked up. And I'll be like, okay, I don't really think it's, or like, you know, vice versa. I'll be like, write about this or this. And like, he'd be like, no, you're wrong. Like, but it'd be a completely subjective, you know? So that's kind of what made me stop going to church. I really stopped going to church when I was 18. I was just like, dude, this is fucked up. Like, I don't really see a, I don't feel myself getting better personally. I don't feel like, I don't feel better. Like I, when people are like, Oh, you just feel so good when you go to church. And I'm just like, I, I don't like, I, I can't fucking pay attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the big part is like, it's so fucking boring. You it's know? so boring. I always thought not to interrupt you, but I always thought when I got older, like church would make sense to me. Oh, and, like, black no. liked it and I could pay attention. I don't, I've maybe paid attention at, at church for like two minutes tops. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it does not work out. It's, I, I just can't do it, you know? I mean, I, we're kind of like, I mean, myself, I, my dad, my dad stopped going to church when he was, you know, moved out. And I mean, my, my parents pretty much said the same thing until you're 18 and, you know, you, you're going to go to church. And then after that, you can do whatever. I mean, I'll still go with them on, you know, I, I'll i be honest. I fucking love Christmas Eve. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. And uh so we'll, you know, we'll go out. I just, you know, we'll go to Christmas. It's just like a tradition, you know, yeah. Christmas Eve mass and then go out to dinner and then or have dinner at the house and then, uh, you know, just drink unholy amounts of wine. Yeah, sounds like a good ass time. Okay, answer me this. Don't you think Christmas Eve is greater than Christmas? Like, I, I love Christmas Eve way more than Christmas. I agree. It's like the anticipation, yes, you like your tradition idea. stuff. Because then, like yeah. Christmas Day, you just well, my family we always just you open presents and then you chill all day. Yeah, like it's cool opening the presents, but it's like as a kid, you're like Santa's coming. Santa's- yeah. Ooh, it's let's so talk about fun. Santa Claus. <laughs> I would not. We would not. I would not let us open presents until I had all four of my American Girl dolls and stuffed animals set up watching. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh were you into Webkins? I had like 20, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I 
it was kind of embarrassing because like my grand you know when like grand when like your grandparents find out you like something mm-hmm. and they just keep getting it. like my grandma got me webkins until i was in like the eighth grade now it's just like grandma like grandma. this was a fact like, this was a, yeah this was like in the fifth grade like it's been like three years and i have like 40 that i haven't opened and you just keep buying them for me oh my god that is he's like i know you don't have the gorilla one so i got you <laughs> i'm like god damn it grandma i was like but i love you shout out to my grandma uh so okay okay let's end here let's end on you can do your uh, your favorite UD story. I'll do my favorite UD story. Oh, God. I don't know. Okay, I got to think. You go first if you have Okay, alcohol-related. Fuck, what's a funny one? Oh, here's a good one. So it's like not – it's funny now, but me, Maggie, Kelsey, Matt, and – I say Kelly. Yeah, Kelly, Kelsey, Maggie, Matt, and I were walking back to VWK, and – uh that day drink, I, uh, you know, I was 18, like in November of my freshman year. Fuck, I'm old. Uh, uh, I, I do Edward 40 hands. You're aware? Yes. Okay, you're aware. And uh, so I go to this day drink, and uh, Matt, Matt uh, he tapes me up pretty good. And, uh, you know, I got these 40s on my hands. Literally 45 seconds after he tapes them on my hands, the cops roll up. And like everyone just scatters, and uh, it was bad. I, I'm just running through the ghetto with these taped to my hands. And I'm, <laughs> I just have to chug them because like I don't know what to do. I was like, I'm not gonna waste this. So I'm just sitting on this dude's random porch, just drinking them subtly, just hiding from everyone and the cops. And I see this one kid who's uh, he's a year older than me. I had a math class with him at Moeller, so he would have been a sophomore. He's just like, hey, what's up? I was like, Matt, right? And he's like, yeah, what's up? I was like, dude, can you get these off my hands? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I got you. And uh, and then uh, so he gets them off and like I just get hit by a train from this beer. And uh, I walk back to Kelsey's uh, dorm because I thought they were there. And they're like, no, we're out. So I should have just gone home. But I uh, instead of throwing the bottles away, I was like, you know what? These are my trophies. I'm keeping them. And I put them in my backpack. So I'm just walking around with two empty 40s. Go back to the ghetto. And uh, we're walking back. We're walking by up by the field. We're just about at VWK. And this small man, I'm not a tall guy, but this guy literally went up to my chin. Like I was probably 5'8 at the time. Like, And uh, he grabs me by the, the, you know, like the little, the ring around the backpack that you hang yeah. on. He grabs me by that, pulls me back, and spins me around and gets and I immediately get in his face and I go, You wanna fucking square up? And uh he goes, I'm an undercover cop. <gasps> yeah. And uh I was just like, please don't arrest me. <laughs> like you never sober up so quickly. But he grabbed you. I know. Yeah, I wasn't doing like, it. What I was reaction just, was he expecting? All I was doing was walking around and shit. Like I wasn't you maybe I was maybe I was being board. loud. Yeah. So he was a dick. So anyway, it was funny because once he, you know, was talking to me, he's just like, we could get the dogs out here. And I was like, dude, stop being a hard ass. You're a fucking college fucking police officer. Yeah. Chill. On a Catholic I was like, private I was like, campus. Second off, it's a Saturday. If this is how you're spending your Saturday, that's pretty fucking shitty. I was like, 
okay. And then he just writes me up. He's like, you seem like a good kid. I was like, dude, fuck off. Like, uh, and then I get charged like 175 bucks. I had to write a letter to my family. That was the best part. <laughs> that was so and, uh, and then I, uh, so I write this letter and the, the, I, I was basically like, fuck this, fuck that cop. He's an asshole. But I said it in like the most scholarly way possible. And then I sent it to like the board of whatever that is. And they were like, you need to write another one. And then I just never did. And that was the story. <laughs> That's hilarious. Funny story now, but not funny when <laughs> no. I got 175 books. Yeah. That is so messed up. All right. You tell a quick one because I know okay. you got to go. Um, my story is sophomore year. So I didn't really black out that much in college. It was incredibly rare. Um, in sophomore year, it was my birthday weekend. I loved slapping the bag. I did. So yeah. I did that a bunch before I went out to I, it was uh, first semester. Okay. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember you blackmailed me into coming. We won't get into that, but. <laughs> oh my God, I did. I had so I had a penis themed birthday party Friday. Yeah, night. you did. Yes, yeah. okay. I don't remember it at all, at all. And then Saturday we went out day drinking, and I was super drunk. We go, you know, out to day drink, and I am so fucked up. And there's a guy with a really cute dog, and oh I'm trying to take the leash from this man's hand. I am pulling at it. He's like squeezing my hand back, trying to stop me. Um, I don't know what came over me, but I bit his hand to try to get him to let go of the leash so i could steal this dog and once i bit when i was biting his hand i like came to and i was like what am i doing jeez and then i saw him at flanny's like a few weeks later and i went up to him to like apologize i had no i never saw him again and he had no recollection and we reenacted me biting (laughs) his hand for a photo he had so he was cool about it. it he was like. super chill. He had no recollection. I'm like, how would you not be telling everyone that some random bitch like bit your hand trying to steal a dog that wasn't even his? Yeah. So yeah, that's you know that's why I don't black out. So that's a great reason not to black out. <laughs> yeah. I cannot say the same, but uh... it's fine. Well, thank you for coming on the thank Falcon. You. Um. <laughs> definitely be having you on again thank you yeah we need to i want to do it when it's like all four or how many how many hosts i'm here three of us no yeah we'll definitely have you on when it's all three of us Hello, hello, good morning, good morning. This is Emma. You're listening to the Sad Girls Podcast. Since my two co-hosts are still out of town, we're going to be doing another special episode featuring the Skeletons in the Closet podcast. And before we get started, just a friendly reminder that Britney Spears is speaking out in court tomorrow, June 23rd. So can't wait for that. And let's get started.